everyone. If you are a mom struggling with energy, time, and frustration around your food, fitness, and hormones, you're in the right place. I am sharing real life strategies from over a decade in the health and wellness space, as well as coaching over hundreds of busy moms just like you into healthier, happier, and more confident relationships with food, fitness, and their bodies. Not to mention my own personal journey, my own personal struggles with hormones, health, and body image. I'm Natalie Guevara, macronutrition coach, female hormone and metabolism expert, and personal trainer. I am the creator of Moderation Through Macros, my signature nutrition coaching curriculum, founder of Strong Mamas and Macros, my program that helps moms realign their hormones to lose the weight that they want, have more energy, and feel more confident in their bodies, as well as the owner of Updog Wellness and Fitness. I'm also your host for the Strong Mamas and Macros podcast, and I can't wait to dive in with you today. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Strong Mamas and Macros podcast. Um, took a, a little unplanned uh, little break there, a little hiatus, um, which wasn't intentional. Uh, for the last few days, we've been uh, really, really interestingly busy. So the kids were on spring break last week. So I shared with you guys last week, uh, one of the live coaching sessions that I did with my one-on-one clients. And so, um, that's something brand new that I started doing with my clients literally just last week. It's going super well. We've had so many new clients come in to the one-on-one coaching program, into the strong method, um, something that I'm going to be sharing more with you guys in the coming weeks. But um, it's crazy because I was realizing as I was sitting down to record this episode and deciding um, basically which episode I wanted to record today because I've got some uh, some ideas and some requests from you guys to definitely put some episodes together that uh, we are 26 weeks pregnant now. So we're at the end of the first trimester. And um, it is the second to last month that I'm actually taking on um, new clients before maternity leave. And that's scary. And um, that is, uh, it's just crazy. When I was originally trying to get through, you know, the initial first trimester of my pregnancy, I was sick all the time and it was right around the first of the year. So we had so many clients coming in and I was like, oh my gosh, I just can't keep this up. And uh, now I'm, I'm feeling decently good, have energy, I'm focused, and I'm so excited to work with all the incredible women that I am working with currently. And it's time to like uh, pull back in and part of the reason that I am, you know, cutting, cutting myself off um, from accepting new clients is so that we can make sure that we're set up really, really well to serve all of our current clients um, through my quote maternity leave. Um, my mom actually asked me over the weekend how much time I was taking off. And I mean, my response right now is a couple of days. So we'll kind of see what that, what that looks like as we get closer to, but it's, it's just crazy how quickly um, how you feel like in certain seasons of your life that that everything is dragging on and taking forever. And then you get to these other seasons and it just feels like everything um, is flying by. And so I can relate that perfectly to so many, so many uh, journeys that I've been privileged to be a part of as far as nutrition and fitness goes, right? 
Um, there's a lot of a lot of aspects of our nutrition or our transformation or our journey that it just feels like everything is taking forever. And then we just get to this point and we're like, oh my gosh, look how far I've come. And that's been a common theme with with a lot of clients. And it's really, really great to be able to see that. And then as I, I've uh, you know onboarded so many new clients in the last several weeks that are in the, the heart of like, oh my gosh, this is hard getting started with this, um, starting to track food and doing, you know, self-check-ins and checking in with a coach and all this stuff can seem overwhelming. And then all of a sudden you get to this point where, you know, I've offboarded some clients and they're just like, oh my gosh, I just, I never thought that I would actually get here. I mean, it's a really beautiful thing, which brings me to what I wanted to chat with you guys, what I wanted to offer you guys today, as far as um, some new content for the podcast. So if you're new here, there's lots of really juicy, good episodes that we've been covering over the last several weeks. I've gotten so much incredible feedback. Um, you know, starting all the way back, it seems like just yesterday, again, time has flown because I can very vividly remember being sick as I was recording the episode. But starting with the episode on uh, macros made easy, I'll link these these episodes for you guys in the show notes for easy access. Um, but we it kind of uh, unplanned started off this, this whole series of tra- calculating your macros and getting started with macros and nutritional cycles. And we've talked a little bit about making sure that we're eating enough and you know, really working with your metabolism and things like that. Lots of uh, really great things. And today, what I wanted to talk about specifically is tracking, because what I've started to understand when I've started to see a trend in, um, you know, from doing this for almost a decade now, from my own journey, going through different programs and doing different strategies and working with different coaches through the years and, and coaching hundreds of women at this point is tracking can, can be kind of a, not kind of, it can be a deal breaker for a lot of folks. And I wanted to bring some awareness of specifically, now I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, tracking, tracking your food, number one is for everyone. I'm going to explain why I think it's going to be the best way for you to get results. And I'm not going to tell you that every program, every coach, every whatever is going to view tracking the same way. This is the specific way that I coach people. Um, I coach individuals in my program, in my methodology uh, to track. And this is specifically the mindset, and that's going to be the key word here, that I want folks to be able to um, cultivate around tracking their food. Because what I hear so often in the initial, whether it's in, in just a conversation through social media, DM and email, or, you know, even at a live event or just, you know, at the grocery store, um, I hear so many people say that the reason that they, they can't do a specific program or they can't, um, you know, work with macros is because they can't, they just can't track. I hear this from a lot of moms. I hear this from a lot of busy professionals. I hear this from a lot of people that have essentially been burned by tracking their food for years and years and years and just not getting results. And so quite honestly, I I don't blame them to be at a point where, you know, you tracked your food for years and years and years, and you're just even more tired, even more frustrated, even more overwhelmed. And then you chat with me and I'm like, hey, we're going to be logging your food. And it's like, no, I don't want to do that. Um, And so I, I think it's important for a lot of folks to 
really start to make these mindset shifts into what tracking really is and the purpose of tracking and what my opinion. And of course, you know, when, when we start to throw opinions out there, there's always going to be some bias. Um, but my strong opinion is, um, is a lot of these mindset blocks around tracking, a lot of what is being sold regarding tracking and some of these other programs, um, I'm not going to list, you know, the, the big one that I hear a lot of folks coming from um, is specifically is Weight Watchers and tracking points and people are burned out on that. Um, but I'm not going to, you know, specifically speak to any any other coaches program, but um, there's a lot of res- mindset around restriction and deprivation and rules and, and um, um, uh, just like these tiny boxes that we need to fit stuff in when it comes to tracking our food. There's a lot of judgment. There's a lot of criticism. And all of these are really negative energies, really negative thought processes, a little uh, negative mindsets that are really fixed around the purpose of tracking and what it's going to do for you and how it can actually empower you and how it can actually facilitate the transformation, the journey, the health outcome that you truly desire. And so people who consistently track, um, so I want to share some of the positives around what tracking can do, right? Um, and then I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, kind of contrast it with, with some of the, the issues with, I personally, for my clients, I love to hate it. Um, recommend my fitness pal. I prefer personally chronometer, the reason that I use my fitness pal for most of my clients is because it's the most user-friendly. Um, just across the board, they have the largest food database. It seems to be the easiest for my clients to be able to navigate. And so, of course, I offer different um, different tracking softwares for, for my clients if they have they, if they come to me already tracking. Um, but my fitness pal is is one of the things that I get the most frustrated uh, with with their suggestions. So I'm gonna lean into that as far as my contrast as well. All right, went on a, a little side tangent there. So there are two different viewpoints um, around tracking. And so the people that consistently track, and by the way, if you have a negative mindset around tracking, or if tracking just is one of those things that sends chills down your spine, um, it's directly going to influence how consistent you are with it, right? Um, So it's going to be one of those things that, again, this is where the all or nothing mentality can can show up uh, quite frequently. I've actually chatted with a lot of my clients in the last week or so. Um, It's been really interesting where we've started to build awareness around where they thought the all or nothing was just around food, but it turns out it's you know, exercise and tracking and things at work and, and um, so on and so forth. And so if we are in this all or nothing cycle with our tracking, it's either you're going to track when you're in a good mood, right? And you're not going to track when it's not convenient or you're in a bad mood. And so when we utilize tracking as a way to uh, to get data, which is what I use for my clients, then it can directly influence the results that we're going to get. And so what I want you guys to check in with before I go through this list, I'm going to back up for a moment, is how do you currently feel about tracking your food? Is it a chore? Is it something that's going to restrict what you're able to consume, what you're able to enjoy, right? Or is it something that's going to help you get to your goal faster? And so the people that are able to really utilize tracking consistently 
and really actually get better results, view it as the easiest roadmap to their goal. And that is one of the number one things that I try to help my clients understand is it is the easiest and the quickest roadmap to your goal. Why? Because it's providing us with data. And here's the contrast. And here's the issue that we have with it. We take that data and we attach emotion to it. We attach feeling to it, right? And at the end of the day, if we can start to look at, it's the same with the weight, um, the weight or the number on the scale when we're weighing and things like that. We can view these things as clinical. We can use these, view these things objectively, or we can start to view these things as good or bad or start to attach positive or negative emotion to them. And when we start to attach uh, emotion to and feeling to these numbers, this data, that's where we run into issues. And so the people that are most successful with tracking and have the easiest time with it are able to see it for what it is. This is a roadmap. These numbers are just data. They're mile markers, what, however you want to visualize it. It, does no, it has nothing to do with who you are as a person, right? It has nothing to do with whether you're good or bad or you were even successful or not successful. It's just data. And so the folks that are able to detach emotion from their tracking, right, and just view it as what it is, are typically the most consistent with it. And so when we have data, one of my mentors, um, her saying is what, what is measured, we can manage, right? And so when we have this data, especially if you're working with a coach, um, but it's in, equally as important if you're DIYing this and you're doing it on your own. When you have this data, you're able to look at it clinically. You're able to look at it objectively. And that's exactly how we make adjustments. And so if you're tracking macros, you have to have the data in order to make the adjustments, right? And so the more accurate the data is, the more accurate your adjustments are going to be. And therefore, the better your results are going to be, the quicker you're going to get the results. And so being able to objectively clinically say, okay, tracking is just a roadmap, it's just data, the easier it's going to be for you, the more automated it's going to become for you. And so again, people who consistently track and get really good results and have already detached the emotion experience the benefit of having a log of data. It's really, really beneficial. It's been really very interesting for me throughout pregnancy, just in a, um, this is a, this is the first time I've ever tracked macros during, um, um, a pregnancy. I wasn't educated in nutrition for my first two pregnancies. And so being able to step back and look at the data I'm collecting has been really, really fascinating throughout this. Um, it definitely was a fascinating journey throughout uh, my, my Hashimoto's diagnosis and dealing with PCOS. And interestingly enough, I have a client right now who uh, she's she's been with me for about a year. And so when she started, we were in a fat loss phase. We went into a deficit. We went into a fat loss phase. She was brand new to macros. We, we went through all this tracking and started doing all these things. She, she did that. We've gone to maintenance. And now we're actually in a surplus. She's doing several endurance events coming up um, in May really soon. 
And so uh, we've really been taking this data and being able to, to manipulate this data to get better results and better outcomes for her. And this is one of my favorite things to do. And so an example of this is being able to take, so it's not just numbers, right? So if you're new to the podcast, my big thing in working with women is coming from a metabolism first approach, right? Um, and so this means that I'm constantly looking at how your body is responding and the feedback that it's giving us. And so tracking things like biofeedback, looking at stress, sleep, hunger, energy, cravings, digestion, mood, um, all these different aspects. These are essentially our hormones communicating with us. And so this is when it's really helpful to have a coach to be able to step back big picture, bird's eye view and say like, okay, this is what the person that's up close and personal uh, to this. And, you know, for better or worse, sometimes has some emotion attached to it is, is seeing, is feeling, is experiencing. And this is what I can look, look at objectively and say, okay, this is what's actually going on here. And so um, this particular client had a really rough week. She was struggling with sleep. She she was um, really, really tired. Her workouts were struggling. And so we went through biofeedback and there were a lot of biofeedback numbers that were telling me that something was off. And so, but she was like, but I'm not hungry. And I was like, okay, which can be a little bit different when we're, when we're in a reverse diet, which she's not, she's in a surplus, but also in a surplus, right? Cause we're eating slightly above maintenance. And so we were able to take the data, the numbers that she was, that she was um, taking in from tracking her food. We were able to take this biofeedback data and I was able to say like, okay, let's do a little bitty number tweak and see what happens. And so she came back in her check-in the next week and she was like, holy cow. I wasn't hungry, but just increasing this food has made all the difference in the world. Um, and so that was really exciting and that was really fun, but it was a great example of how we were able to use that data and get a really positive outcome, really benefit from having that data. Um, and so, you know, also looking at it as it's as it's a helper to help manage your portions and your total calories. Now, notice I use the word manage and I didn't use the word control. And so this is where we have to look at our mindset around, am I tracking from restriction? Am I tracking from a way to help manage my energy throughout the day? And so energy is measured in calories. And so I, I don't like the word calories because so many people attach it to like a caloric deficit or counting calories or things like that. And yes, put that negative undertone of restriction. But when we look at managing our energy, if we know that we need need X amount of calories throughout the day to maintain our energy, whatever nutritional cycle that you're in, by tracking our food, we can help make sure that we are eating enough and we are eating enough at the correct intervals throughout the day. So an example of this is, you know, I, I work with a lot of people that are dealing with hormonal stuff. And one of the biggest complaints that I, I see people have is an issue with cravings. And so when we really get into the data and we're able to look at this objectively, we can notice that there are ebbs and flows of when we're taking in our energy. And so being able to manage this energy intake, i.e., take calories from like one meal and put them into another and things like that, we're able to achieve a better outcome. And so this is the type of information. This is the type of data that we just don't have when we're, when we're not tracking our food. Right. And so you might say, well, I could probably figure that on my out on my own to just kind of evenly disperse the calories. 
what happens is, is we're constantly, we're in this environment, we're in this world that's constantly pulling our awareness away from ourselves, right? Whether you're at work, whether you're dealing with children, if you're on vacation, whatever it is. And so literally having this data tool saying, okay, um, it's 12 PM and I haven't even consumed 25% of my daily energy intake, or it's 12 PM and I've consumed 75%, you know, it can kind of give us, uh, not kind of, it can definitely give us information on how we can better gauge this, or we can better structure this for more balanced energy, for more balanced blood sugar, for a better outcome. Because what we know is if we're over consuming earlier, that leaves us less energy to take in in the evening, which may be okay for you. Um, but we also know that folks that aren't consuming enough during the day typically overconsume or consume excess later in the day. So simple adjustments here can help us manage our energy throughout the day. Not only that, but it can help us balance our plates better for again, better energy balance, better blood sugar balance, which relates to our energy balance. So making sure that we're getting adequate protein, carbohydrates, and fats in each and every meal, rather than one meal being super protein heavy, one meal being super carb heavy, which, which gets a little bit tougher on our body. All right. So again, when I talk about managing our calories, when I talk about um, managing our energy throughout the day, one of my biggest qualms, I told you I was going to contrast with my fitness pal, and I'm going to give you a hack to avoid this, is the fact that a lot of folks are constantly reinforced in this subtraction mindset, this restriction mindset, when they log things into my fitness pal and it says you have X amount of calories left right? Um, I know I started with my fitness pal years ago when we started with 1200 calories. Um, awful, awful, awful. Don't ever trust the numbers. And my fitness pal, you can go back to the episode that I'll link in the show notes, macros made easy. And I talk a little bit about that there. But if you simply go into the desktop version of my fitness pal, go into your settings, go into your goals, you can zero out your calories and all your macros. This makes your nutrition a game of addition which is what it should be. It should be additive, right? It should be adding to your life, which totally shifts our feelings and our emotions that we have around tracking because it's a, such a different feeling when you go in there to log your food and you're just adding versus watching that number get smaller and smaller and smaller. From a mental perspective, watching that number get smaller and smaller and smaller is going to bring up emotions. It's going to bring up thoughts. It's going to bring up feelings of restriction, deprivation. Oh my gosh, I can only have X amount of calories left or, or for the rest of the day or whatever have you. You might've even um, experienced that before. So Making sure that you zero out whatever you're doing can be a game changer in your mindset around tracking. So I encourage you, if you use MyFitnessPal, whatever you use to make sure that you go in and do that. All right. The other benefit of tracking is it simplifies decision-making. And so you have to have the mindset that it's going to preserve your mental energy, right? This is one of the biggest, biggest things, um, biggest things that so many folks in my, my program have told me around uh, pre-tracking, pre-planning, <laughs> meal planning, uh, meal prepping, which by the way, I tell every single person that comes to work with me, this is not a four hour um, in the kitchen on a Sunday afternoon type of meal plan. I don't do that. And so I don't ask my clients to do anything that I won't do. And I definitely am not doing that. Um, but being able to have a plan, being able to, um, 
to not have to make a decision in the moment can be absolutely huge. But here's the other benefit to the decision-making factor. We all, we all have meals. We all have things that we want to add to our plate when we're in the moment looking at it and saying, should I or shouldn't I? Which by the way, there is no such thing as a good food or a bad food. You can have anything, absolutely anything that you want, but sometimes we're questioning whether or not it's going to really fit with our goals, whether it's going to be really fit with how we want our body to feel. And so being able to pre-track these things can really just help us say like, you know, this probably isn't the best decision right now. And if it's something that you can take or leave, that probably means that it's not the best decision right now and we can leave it and save it for another time, another day. Tracking our food, again, going back to the data, gives us the opportunity to troubleshoot more accurately when we're hitting a plateau, right? Um, it's essentially like when you go shopping and you're wondering where all your money went and you have you don't have any receipts versus if you have receipts, um, then we know where our money went, right? And so that's that's the same type of, type of uh, mindset that we can have around tracking our food. If we're trying to troubleshoot why we're plateauing, why we're not getting the results that we want, why our energy is crappy, um, you know, even down to sleep, cycle health, all these different things, being able to have receipts, a log um, can help us get to the root of what's really going on without us, you know, just feeling like we need to throw up our hands, getting frustrated and, um, and giving up, right. And just saying, well, I just can't do this. The other thing that, that people with, uh, or that I try to coach my people on to really help with with the tracking mentality, with creating consistency, because again, um, I, I haven't, maybe I have said it, you probably inferred, um, I definitely feel like tracking is going to be the best way for folks to get results. And so many people that come to me that aren't getting results, there's a lot of them that we just sim simplify their tracking process and then they get results without us doing anything else, which is incredible. So I encourage you to try some of these things if you're you're feeling like you're you're um, you're struggling. But one of the big things that you have to do is have you have to be willing to learn to integrate it into your life. We don't want this to take up excessive amounts of time, energy, space, brain space, whatever have you. This very much should be something that's just like automated. And um, you know, interestingly enough, in order to create a new habit, we have to reduce friction, right? Um, that's one of the biggest reasons. So we have to create friction on a bad habit in order or resistance so that we don't want to do that. But in order to create a good habit, a new habit, we have to reduce the friction or resistance. And so part of doing that is literally rewiring our thoughts around how we feel, what we think about tracking. And so that's partially what I wanted to help you guys out with in today's episode. Um, and so by doing that, you can start to do trial and error. And that's one of the biggest things that I see so many people get frustrated with or avoid is they just want to know how to do it. And the thing is, is there, you know, I, I'll die on this hill, um, but there's not a right or wrong diet for or a universal diet for everyone or like the diet. Okay. With the exception of some of the really restrictive things like Octavia and things like that. But when we look at food protocols, there's not really necessarily like this is good, this is bad or things so on and so forth. And so when people ask me like, what are, I can give you some of my best practices as far as tracking track before you consume track 24 hours in advance. 
try to eat the same, you know, breakfast every single day, track it throughout the week. There's lots of different things that you can do like that. I track my protein shake all throughout the week. If I get snacks at the grocery store, I put those, those in and that's kind of your <laughs> brief rundown on some of my best practices. But the biggest thing that you have to be willing to do is try and figure out what doesn't work for you. Sometimes I feel that understanding what doesn't work for you can be more valuable than understanding what does work for you, right? So we figured out this doesn't work. Let's try something else rather than giving up. And this can really illustrate whether or not you have a fixed or a growth mindset around tracking. All right, this seems like it took too, too much time. Let me try a different approach. Let me try a different strategy versus this took up too much time. I just can't track my food, right? And so being able to recognize um, that, again, as uh, one of my friends and mentors, Dr. J. Tita says, easy is earned. Um, being able to recognize that, in my opinion, it is harder to go the next 10 years struggling without having data to troubleshoot, without having um, this clinical information that can help you get to where you want to be is harder then taking a couple of weeks, heck, maybe even a month to uh, walk through the muddy, the muddy water, trudge through the mud to figure out a tracking strategy that works best for you, your family and your lifestyle and your goals. So that's, um, that is my tiny little Ted talk on figuring that out. And then lastly, you have to value its use in improving your health, your nutrition, your quality of life, all these different ways that literally having data is going to give back to you. Again, contrasting that with the mindset that generally comes around tracking, and I've I've thrown in the MyFitnessPal and the, the subtraction there, is that folks feel like tracking is taking away time and energy from their day, time and energy away from their family, their spouse, their job. Um, it literally is putting some sort of restraint on them rather than being able to view it as the value that it's actually giving back to you. And I think that that's a huge mindset shift that you have to make um, in order to be truly successful with tracking. And once again, tracking is huge and in, in getting the results that, that you seek, whatever they are. And, you know, the other big thing that I really see with tracking that I want to go ahead and call out right here is I, I work with a lot of folks that do come to me. I work with a lot of folks. My specialty is hypothyroidism, Hashimoto's and PCOS that'll come to me and say, you know, weight loss is not really my goal. Do I have to track my food? Well, there's a lot of benefits to tracking your food that have nothing to do with weight loss. And I would argue that going through these things and getting this data is more valuable for maintaining health, for improving the quality of your life, for improving the quality of your nutrition, your performance, all these different things that is far more valuable than weight loss. And actually, when we start to do these things, if weight loss is one of your goals, it often becomes the byproduct. If you haven't listened, and again, I will link it in the show notes, the Macros Made Easy podcast, I talked about the benefit of going into maintenance and learning to track your macros in this maintenance phase. It gives us a lot of opportunity to, to troubleshoot, to learn what works, to learn what doesn't work, to really improve the quality of your nutrition, to improve the quality of your health. And the thing is, is then when you do get to the point that you want to go into a fat loss phase, if you ever do. It is so easy. It is so easy when you already have these tools in your toolbox, when you already have this knowledge, this understanding um, in front of you. And it just puts you in this 
Like I've seen it time and time again, time and time again. It just puts you in this magical place to say, we're going to make really small tweaks and we get to our goal. We get to our end result in the most painless and effortless way possible. And so for me, because I haven't said this piece yet, one of the biggest reasons I've gone through the, the data piece uh, over and over and over again, we, we've, we've heard that broken record. Um, but the other big piece for me when it comes to my coaching style, my coaching methodology is the, the mindfulness and the awareness piece that comes along with tracking. And I've already promised you guys in previous episodes and it's still coming. It is on the list that is right in front of me. I just really felt called to uh, to record this episode today um, because it is something that I, I have been hearing uh, so much from, from new clients or you know even, even clients that have been with me for a while. Tracking has just been a hot topic but it's one of the reasons that I strongly believe that um, intuitive eating isn't for most people. And so for me, tracking, and, and I am going to do the episode on intuitive eating versus macros because I've gotten um, hundreds of DMs about it and emails and on all kinds of requests on asking me to talk about this. And I'm going to talk about it a little bit in this episode, and I will definitely do its own episode. But back to tracking. Um, so one of the biggest, biggest reasons that I am so adamant aside from the data piece on tracking for my, my people is it gives them a lot of information about themselves, the quality of food, uh, not the quality of food that they're, they're already taking in, but it gives them opportunity to learn, um, learn to, to read labels, learn how different foods work for them. This is one of the biggest reasons that I Aside from the the um, the massive amounts of science behind it, that I use macros with with my with my clients is because so many women just you know we go around eating when we're hungry, which is great, right? That's one of the positive eating behaviors, and I also do coach folks on eating behaviors. But going beyond just eating when we're hungry, stopping when we're full, learning okay, if I plate my plate like this, this is the outcome that I get as far as my energy, my ability to metabolize stress, my overall, you know, bloat, digestion, cycle, sleep, all kinds of different things, cravings, all kinds of different things that we can look at based on that. Um, but, you know, I, I hear time and time again, again, you know, if you're new to this podcast, we do, I have thrown Weight Watchers under the bus a few times. Um, but, you know, one thing that just popped to my mind is, is one of my clients, when she first started working with me, she'd been tracking Weight Watchers points for years, but she was brand new to macros. And when we, when we first started tracking food, she, you know, in her, one of her very first check-ins is she was really struggling with, with end of the day energy. And so she was making one of her favorite recipes, which happened to be mainly zero points in Weight Watchers. And she didn't understand how carb heavy it was um, because it had a lot of beans in it. And so when we were able to, and we didn't have to get rid of one of her favorite recipes, we were able to tweak it. And so once we did that, she was actually able to recognize that she had better energy just by simply changing up how we paired her foods. And so this is something that she never would have recognized without tracking macros in this way. And so it was a really um, eye-opening experience for her. And, you know, I've had tons of clients have similar experiences, but you gain a lot of insight around how different different foods interact with your body and how you can get different outcomes um, uh, from just making very, very small tweaks. And so there's a lot of education to be gained from, from again, just having this data, but also the mindfulness and awareness piece, right? 
Oftentimes tracking can be um, just a just a really great opportunity to pause. And that's, you know, what mindfulness is for, for me. It's mastering the art of the pause. And so uh, tracking can be just a really great opportunity for you to just pause and, and you know, question. And again, I, I always tell people when they question themselves, there's never a right or wrong answer. There's only a wrong way to approach it. And the wrong way to approach it is with criticism and judgment. And so it's not an opportunity for you to judge your food choices, but just more of an opportunity to pause and say, hmm, is this something that aligns with my goal? Does this align with how I want to feel? Does this align with, uh, you know, who I want to be? All kinds of different questions that you can ask here. Um, But, you know, it's one of the biggest feedback pieces that I get from my clients when they first start tracking. If they, they have either had a negative relationship with tracking or they haven't been tracking is to be able to come back and say, wow, I am much more mindful about when I'm eating, why I'm eating and what I'm eating because I'm tracking. And that's a really beautiful thing. And that is the primary reason that I, I want people to track. So the primary reason being mindfulness and awareness. The secondary reason is that, um, you know, not even that we have the data, it's the education piece, the learning about the food that they're consuming, learning about how the foods are working with their bodies. And the third piece is the data. And again, that data is going to be the fastest roadmap to your, to your goal. And so I wanted to really briefly, I know this episode is, is getting long for some reason, the, the last few, um, the last few months have been just a slew of longer episodes. Um, however, I want to wrap this up and, and just go through some of the reasons that folks um, may be struggling with tracking. And I just want you to just silently to yourself say, you know, wow, that's a thought that that I have or a belief that I have. And, and see if you can't just start to create awareness around the fact that you have that thought and start to shift it to see if you can get Um, You can get into a better mindset around it um, and to see if that helps you get better results, whatever your goal may be. So if you're struggling with tracking, you may view it as something that's redundant, right? I I did hear this from a client, sorry, one more tangent, a couple of weeks ago in a check-in. And um, it was it was a really interesting conversation that we got to have from it, right? Because she was like, tracking this data just seems redundant. Um, and so that's that's just a word that stuck out in my head. And, and we got to have a, an interesting conversation around, you know, that was a really fixed mindset around, you know, why does it feel redundant? Um, you know, people will view it as inflexible or restrictive or constraining. We've already kind of gone through that. And the other thing that a lot of people believe is that it takes up so much time and energy and takes away from what they're trying to achieve. That is such a big one. It takes away from, from my life. And I kind of went over the mindset shift that the reframe, if you will, that you can go there. Um, a lot of folks really believe that it's too hard, right? And that, you know, that's something that I hear a lot with new folks, um, especially folks that aren't super open to tracking when they, they first inquire to work with me. Um, but again, I already went over, you get to choose your hard, right? You get to choose whether it's hard to go through the next 10 years without the data to make the, the adjustments, or, you know, you can, Go, you can go through the next few weeks or month or even heck two months and really learn how to make it work for you and find some ease and, and, and effortlessness and being able to have the objective data to, to make adjustments and to, to progress faster. Um, you know, folks that aren't seeing the benefits doesn't seem worth it, right? And so for these, and I, I just decided in this very moment that I'm going to actually make this podcast 
episode a two-parter, so make sure you tune in. I'm going to go ahead and record it uh, in the same sitting, but I will release the second half next week, so make sure you tune in next week for the second half. Um, but, you know, we'll talk about some some tracking troubleshooting. That's something that I go over with my clients that can be really helpful um, because that might be why you're not seeing the benefit. And I do understand if you're not seeing the benefit, it can it can be something that's, that's not super exciting to do. Um, and so I want to make sure that you guys are, are seeing the benefits and, and perhaps some troubleshooting would be helpful there. Um, this was a big one for me. Folks will undereat because they feel like they feel like getting to their number is um, is scary. And so this can happen, you know, if you're in a reverse diet, this can happen if you're in maintenance. Um, for me, I used to feel like eating below my targeted number was like, I got an award for that. There's a badge of honor. Um, and so that can be a whole different mindset around food, but that can be one of the reasons that folks struggle. Um, and, you know, on the flip side of that, they struggle with logging uh, foods that they feel like they shouldn't eat, they feel like are unhealthy, or, you know, again, attaching that emotion, that judgment, and that criticism there. So really breaking away from that mindset and looking at it for what it is as data can be really, really powerful there. And then some folks just feel really obsessive or find it difficult to um, to handle when they they go off plan, right? If your macros don't line up, and I definitely have seen this in a fair number of, of clients that I've worked with, um, you know, if their macros aren't perfect and they struggle with, you know, being able to consistently track because they're just not getting it. And so again, having a coach to, to help you navigate those, but more importantly, navigate the, the mindset around that can be a really powerful, really powerful shift in being able to, to break through that and, and to be able to progress and, and, and get results, um, get good results and get results faster. And so I really hope that this episode was helpful. Sorry that it once again got a little bit long-winded, um, but you probably gathered that I am really passionate about helping folks understand um, the positive mindset and the, and the positive benefits around tracking um, and how it can really benefit, you know, your goals, your health, um, all, all kinds of, in all kinds of different ways. And so rather than, you know, take this on to an hour plus of an episode, I'm going to leave you with that. I want you to sit with, uh, if you are struggling, getting started with tracking, you're struggling with tracking now. Um, I want you to sit with some of the, these mindset and beliefs around tracking. And I want you to kind of challenge some of your thoughts over the next several days. And then I would love it if you would tune back in, uh, next week. And we're going to go through some tracking troubleshooting, which can help you find more benefit in tracking. And I will also go into um, when it's okay not to track because definitely tracking is not something that we need to do forever and ever. Amen. So again, I hope this was helpful. I would love to hear from you guys, how you're implementing, how this is helping you. And, um, yeah, as we get closer to maternity leave, I'm going to be doing some batch recording um, in, in May, towards the end of May, to give you guys lots of content while hopefully I am out with a, with the baby and serving my clients and recovering. So um, make sure you shoot. I've got a I've got a pretty decent list, but make sure you shoot any questions, topic ideas that you have that you would love to hear about on the podcast. And I would love to make some of those uh, requests a reality. All right. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day and I will see you again next week. 
But before we jump in, I'd love to take a head to updogwellnessandfitness.com forward slash five keys to download my free guide, the five keys to balancing your hormones so that you can lose the weight that you want, have more energy and more confidence in your body without restricting food and spending hours in the gym. It's completely free and it's my gift to you. I hope you enjoy. Enjoy. 